3: Facts,
0: yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio.
3: This is the one way to grade the draft. Yeah, yeah, just one single way to judge it. And if you do it any other way, if you don't do it this way, you're making a mistake. So literally all the hubbub, all of it, if you take it wrong, if you assess it wrong, then not only aren't you gaining, you're losing. You're making the wrong impression. And at the very end, this is pretty quick, about two minutes at the very end, though, Fez and I will explain, and we've talked about this for many years, how those who make a mistake in this situation, it's probably 95% of people. We always say Straight Out of Vegas has the sharpest audience in sports talk radio. I think that's unequivocally true. And here we go. And let me ask a question to Jonas, because he is the voice of the fan. What grade? do you think each team would give themselves, if they were grading, understanding the following? Not what they might have hoped was available. Oh, I, I, I hope so-and-so fell, two fouls of falls, the five. No. Based on the opportunity presented to them, the things they could control, How do? You, what kind of grade do you think the average team, the typical team, would give themselves, and how they did making the pick at that point?
5: Oh, no lower than an A.
3: Well, how, I mean, the question is, how could it be anything other than a perfect score? Right. Because at the time, unless they actually wrote down the wrong name, right? Oh, wait, I actually meant the other guy. They picked the guy they wanted to pick. Each pick. Everyone. So everyone left there, maybe left, you know, first night of the draft, maybe Lamenting the so and so didn't fall, or maybe happy the Cowboys, probably happy the wide receiver fell to them. But that's not, and if you want to do a, a grade on the luck, so you can't really grade the teams, you got to grade how fortunate the teams were about who fell to them. Yeah, go ahead. That's an, that to me is 10 times more interesting. Fez, I mean, just think about this. The only way you can grade is if you know more. Otherwise, How are you grading them? And I don't think any draft guy can actually grade the picks themselves. They can grade how fortunate they were certain players fell, but that's it. But the next couple days is going to be about these grades and they're all BS. And how do we want to play it? I want to fade the grades that look too good, especially if they don't seem to be about who fell to them, but rather the wisdom of the pick. Thought.
6: yeah it's a it's a great point because let's face it, we read all these teams, hey, here's their weaknesses and here's their strengths, here's their needs. And you know that internally these teams are like no one knows what they're talking about. We're fine in the secondary, but we are in deep, deep trouble on the old line. That's where a real need is, they know better than anyone.
3: And plus is the old theory, everyone says everyone says is, oh you just draft the best player. Doesn't really and and I, I don't think anyone does that. But I don't think any team, because it's like if the Patriots thought a quarterback five years ago, seven, ten years ago, was the first best player in the first round. They're not going to pick a first rounder when Brady was still, you know, it's going to be a great segue to Aaron Rodgers in that discussion. But if you have a a quarterback who's not even beginning to go down, you're not going to take a quarterback. I mean, if someone wants to trade you up for him before you pick him, fine. Take the slot. But there's a balance between, and I think the better teams actually take the better players with more emphasis than needs. But I don't think any of them, as far as I can see, is purely need or purely who's the best player. And thus, Wayne, that's a challenge. And that's going to be about each GM's decision. So, Jonas, uh, I mean, you're the, the show skeptic. But don't you see how every, everything said before the draft is great because we don't have the information from the professionals. Once we get their picks – Us grading them? Absurd. Uh, Yeah,
5: I I can't stand draft grades. I think they're worthless. Uh, I've never been a fan of them. A draft grade from whoever it is as a member of the media is just a reflection as to how bad their mock drafts turned out. Ah, That's a good point. If their mock drafts went well, then they would have given every team an A-plus across the board. If they didn't, that's where you see them be overly critical afterwards.
3: Well, I, I often said, and this will be the last thing on this, what would be the greatest thing in the world, there's a GM on the way out, for whatever reason he has the ability to do this, it doesn't make sense he would, And is he literally takes Mel Kuyper's number one available, top available, every pick. So literally it would be called the perfect draft. And really what that would mean is that they agree with Mel Kuyper seven times. <laughs> you know, and, and it's not Mel. It's anyone, McShay, anyone at FS1, FSR. It doesn't matter. You might be able to grade those players better than me. In fact... If you're, if you're a draft nick, I hope so. But no way better than the GMs enough to overcome not having insight in the building.
7: Straight out of Vegas!
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
7: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: Fez, what's your gut feeling? Uh, The obvious stuff is Aaron Rodgers is going to feel encroached upon, challenged in a way. Would that be, in theory, something that stirs him up to better performance, or does it make him... Well, not in love and sour, and he tends towards that, it would seem. What do you think?
6: I think it's going to be bad chemistry in Green Bay. Hey, RJ, if Green Bay had taken love with their normal selection, maybe that would have been okay. But the fact that they traded up four slots and gave up a fourth rounder to move up to take love, I think that's an important distinction. And because of that, obviously... Rogers is going to be upset about this, and frankly, Rogers is a guy that has not performed so well when um, he's been unhappy before uh, chemistry issues. I think well, it's a real he's problem.
3: Al- I mean, when isn't he unhappy? He always seems unhappy to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, and again, maybe you could say if everything in life came, I mean, it's one thing to be, you know, graduate seventh in your high school out of 150 and you know, maybe you tried hard, maybe you didn't. And obviously, that would take a lot of talent and brains to do that, for example. But, but, how many people walk to the highest level of something that's major, right? Where there's millions of kids that want to grow up and be Aaron Rodgers or be a starting quarterback. And there's one guy, maybe, one, that could be for multiple years the best quarterback in the NFL. I think it's fair to say Aaron Rodgers has been that for at least a couple at some point, at least statistically he was, and to really, by all accounts, not work, or by most accounts, not work with the fanatical fever pitch of a Brady, of a Manning. I'm not saying he Aaron Rodgers doesn't work harder than the average person, you know, working a job. I'm saying that compared to his cohorts, his people he's competing with. Aaron Rodgers has been able to be in the very highest echelon and we can debate until recently. I don't think he has been recently, but the highest echelon for many, many years and he's the one guy not trying so hard. Jeff George had massive talent. He's a guy that is always brought up as a guy with massive talent. Jeff George was never close to one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL. That was what massive talent got him. Somehow Aaron Rodgers was able to be at the very top without the very top effort. Still a lot of effort. And maybe that makes you mad at people because everything's so easy. So it kind of makes sense, but I think it doesn't help winning. And obviously, if you just said Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl appearance, if he ends with one, it won. Mendenhall, oh, that fumble. But, but... It, it would be a disappointment. You can't say, well, who's the other great quarterbacks? And you have the least Super Bowl appearances or the fewest and it not be a, a bad mark against you. Jonas, what's your thoughts? Just go any direction you want.
5: I have no issue with what the Packers did. I think the people that are you know, sticking up for Aaron Rodgers saying, well, how could they do this to him? They needed to build around him. They needed to get him help. If Green Bay felt like at that point of the draft, the later you get, it's all about best player available and not so much need. And if they felt like the best player available... Well, they traded
3: up for him, yeah, though. Yeah,
5: and that's fine. If they felt like that was a guy that they couldn't pass up on, I have no issue with it. They're going to be able to build around him. They built around him last year. They, they gave him a running game. They gave him a great defense, and let's not pretend that he had an MVP all-world season. No, no, listen.
3: I I agree with you. I think the debate could – if you just said 1-32 to on the the mythical Jonas Knox ranking, where's Aaron Rodgers entering 2020?
5: Oh, God. Uh, He's a top 10. All
3: right. So the question is this. When's the last time that a top 10 quarterback in the NFL – had a quarterback taken by his team in the first round?
5: Um, gosh, I don't know. I would need to look into that. I mean, was unless it Brett Favre?
3: Well, that's the thing, right? That's the one that everyone's going to think about. And interestingly enough, Green Bay, right? Not the same front office or whatever, but did that empower? Did that? Was that almost like? You know, people talk about virtue signaling, where it's not so much as virtue in it, but it's going to be they're acting, they're they're playing the part of virtue. I think that happens sometimes. Do you think maybe Green Bay saying, "Hey, this worked out"? I, I see in the history books that this very organization did this one time. Maybe we should do it. And I'm and and Brett Favre was probably pretty much the age Aaron Rodgers is now, right? So I get why it'd be tempting. And I so agree with Faz. If it would have, if, this is so much more. Uh, I don't want to say egregious. It's so much more of an issue because they had to trade up. One, it showed a great will to do this, meaning it wasn't just, "Hey, what were we gonna do, man? We got we had him ranked 17th. He fell all the way to 26th or whatever. I mean, whatever the original. I guess it would have been even later than that. It's like it wasn't." That it was like we got our eye on this guy. In fact, correct me if I'm wrong. The one team to trade up for a quarterback in the entire draft.
5: Yeah, so far. Yeah.
3: Is the team? Yeah, in the fr- yeah, and it would be the only team in the first round is the team that has a top ten quarterback. Still, let's look at his age. I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas. He'll be 36 all the way through December. So I think it's fair to say he's 36 this year, 37 in 2021. As you know this. 38 in 2022. 39. 2023. <laughs> now, love will, in theory, because he was picked in the first round, so there's a 50 year option, he'll be through the four cheap years. So literally, explain this to me. Aaron Rodgers will be out of Green Bay before the age of 39. And these days, what quarterback hasn't played the 39? That you know, that wasn't so injured like Andrew. Andrew was injured a lot. Uh, but <laughs> But we'll, we'll move on from that because no one wants to talk bad. About, I don't know how. Maybe they met his dad once at a event. But here's the thing: what, what happens, Fez? Because are they now? Listen, love could be a total bust. But how are we even going to find out in the preseason? Right? Is he going to play that whole second game? Maybe. Ooh. I don't get it. And the thing is, Michael Lombardi has explained this numerous times. The way the union agreement is with the owners and the new one is the same or similar. There's no time to have a second quarterback that is mentored into the or not. And and here's the thing. Mahomes. Let's put him on the list. He was sad a year and then he played great. Who's the last guy that sat a year? Like, it was the intention? We're going to draft a guy in the first round, and you're not going to play until your second year unless there's an injury. I think Mahomes with Alex Smith, that was the case. Now, if Alex Smith would have done horribly, we might have seen, probably would have seen Mahomes, but it wasn't the expectation. Jonas Orfaz, open question. When was the last time that there was a quarterback taken – in the first round, that it was like he doesn't even have a real shot at the job. Meaning, let's say that it was, uh, you know, like a Fitzpatrick. You know, I think we got a great example, you could say, with Fitzpatrick and Miami is, Fez, you got Fitzpatrick where? Number 15. Okay. We don't really know about Tua's health, right? You're hearing now that they did get a doctor in to see him, And I was wrong about Miami. I was wrong. And, and, you know, we'll talk about that in a little bit because I want to go into what I I actually was like Fez on this when I was so naive. I thought I couldn't get more cynical. But I now see that I have another level to go (laughs) (laughs) to be more cynical. But I got to tip my hat to Miami, man. They, They fooled everyone. But Tua, if he's healthy, will have a shot at the job. If he overperforms, he'll take it. If he doesn't, he won't. I would make a major bet Fitzpatrick has more starts than Tua this year. Would anyone want to bet against me on that?
5: Definitely um, not. No, I'm not betting on that.
3: All right. So I think we can agree Tua isn't favored to start more games, but Tua, has a, if he's healthy, will have a shot at it. Love won't. When's, and either did Mahomes. When's the last time that happened other than Mahomes? All right. I just went around the loop again to give you guys time. I can't remember it. Lamar Jackson. (sighs) Yeah. But, boy, it felt like they pulled Flacco so quick. Yeah. Right? And in a way, you had to build a whole new offense around them in theory, meaning the the scheme. So that was going to be a tough change mid-year, and they still made it. Right? So – They didn't have much hope for Flacco. They wouldn't have made that pick, it seems like. But let's call that a borderline. And we would say, man, if there's a project of projects, it's going to be a quarterback that you literally have to have a backup quarterback behind him be a different type of player because we're going to run such a different offense and thus RG3 comes in. I mean, let's just agree in the last 10 years it's happened, maybe if you want to be loose about it a handful of times. Yeah, but no, when is it, oh, it's, it's, I'm sorry, Josh.
5: No, it's not. I mean, the only one that I can think of just off the top of my head would be Mahomes. That's, yeah? that's the only one. And
3: again, having Andy Reid. I don't think it was so much having to be on the field taking the snaps. It was lunches, uh, late nights with Andy Reid was like a PhD class in football, right? But, I mean, is that what we're getting for LaFour? And apparently, LaFour now doesn't get along with Aaron Rodgers either. And I think you're right, Jonas. I actually, I know he's trending down, but everyone's afraid to say. I think I'm going to do my quarterback ratings and compare him to Fez's before, you know, by August. But I got a feeling that Rodgers will be like in the 13 to 15 range, just the a smidges, a smidges of smidges above average. Fez, where's he at on your list right now? 12. There we go. There, i am make him 13, like the Price is Right style. Because, I mean, there's not going to be any advantage to make him 11th, right? Because if he does well, everyone's going to be nodding and saying, of course he did well. 13th, though, it'd be like, well, Fez kind of thought he wasn't very good, but I knew. See, Fez, picking first was a disadvantage in the Price is right?
6: It always is, RJ. I got I have to tell you, in the draft, I love when they ask Jordan Love, how do you feel about being mentored by Aaron Rodgers? Wowza.
3: Well, that's interesting, right? Because Tom Brady... A guy that gets a ton of respect. I mean, when's the last time since Jerry Rice that a guy was being called GOAT during his career? Now, is it justified? Yeah, count the rings. And I think that's ironic in this case where it's, you know, obviously more than that. He was a key on that and, uh, you know, the key for those six Super Bowls with Belichick. But... He's the one that went and had an ultimatum. If you think about the aftermath of the NFL all the way to this Super Bowl, it was because Tom Brady couldn't deal with Jimmy G in his jawline. Right? He said, It's a guy's better looking than me. He's younger than me. Get him out of (laughs) here. I mean, when's the last time you hear about quarterbacks giving ultimatums? Right? But he was in a position to do it and he did it. Steely, silent assassin, metaphorically. So to me, Aaron Rodgers, I would expect less. Well what would that be? Oh my God. Someone he hurt his knee somehow. He fell. I don't know. I mean, it really strikes me that if I had to say and here's the question to close this topic, will Aaron Rodgers be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers in twenty twenty two? So it'll be this year, next year, and then the question. Even money, Faz, what do you bet? I'll bet no. But yesterday, before the draft?
6: Would have laid five to make a dollar, yes.
3: This, I, I think you're exactly right. I would bet no now. I could see him starting next year. I don't. You don't let this guy, he's got four cheap years. 50-year option is expensive. You don't go into that third year unless Rodgers plays great. And I think the odds of him playing that well, less than 50%. Jonas, same question.
5: Uh, no, I don't think he's the quarterback in 2022 as of right now.
3: And if you would have guessed... A day ago, you would have thought, yes, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, let's say, I I mean, to me, this was the, it could be like, oh, this is the first take take type debate. No, this was like the biggest news from the draft. Was it Aaron Rodgers is probably an underdog to be the quarterback for Green Bay like in 26 months. 27 months, he is unlikely to be the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. That was not the case 24 hours ago. Straight out of Vegas!
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
1: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the
6: world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe
7: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You know, to me, this Miami
3: pig, you know, Jonas, you were the skeptic, but man, were they smart. And I like to get your take on it. By throwing they knew Cincinnati, I mean, think of this next level stuff. They knew Cincinnati wouldn't take even a three and a five. Yeah. Right? but it sounds like these guys are going at, I've never heard of a three and a five for a one. Like that was his, right?
5: Yeah. They played everybody. They had that. They came out last week with the stuff on Herbert so much so that Mel Kiper adjusted his mock draft and the market moved with it. They threw everybody off from insiders to people. I think in the NFL,
3: and I'm not even sure about the Herbert because what we said was we th- the best we thought as we talked it through that, that Herbert and Tua were probably in that pick 'em range. And when one goes five and one goes six, and let's be honest, if Miami didn't do such a good job of camouflage, someone might have came up for Herbert at four or even three. So here's the question, and you can think about it over the weekend. Quick answer with five seconds. Would you rather have Joe Burrow or Tua plus the great tight end from Ohio State, Jeff Okuda. Who would you rather have? Burrow. I'll you would Burrow. rather have Burrow than Tua and the best cornerback <laughs> in the draft? Yes. What about you, Jonas, real quick? I'll take Burrow. Wow, I'm yeah. taking the two. Straight out of Vegas!
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
1: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world.
0: We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Moson. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level